Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Sewer. Hello. And our lovely guest, Robert Sislo. Hello. Hello, hello. So, Robert, um, for because obviously you're sort of coming from outside of our uh, heavy metal world, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are not initiated into what you're about, can you sort of... Um, give us the the comic book one the chapter zero of your your you know your founding as it were yeah i mean so first of all thanks for having me on i'm super excited we connected through instagram which is a great social platform which i'm sure we're going to talk more about later but you know i i've been doing um production work since i was about 14 years old so i'm 31 now so that's 16 years of just hardcore video editing graphic design music composition and I started when I was 14, worked in New York City, New Mexico, LA, China, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and now I'm grounded in Miami. And uh, really what, what interested me was, number one, I'm an artist, right? So I built everything that I know around music, actually. So this is a perfect, perfect um, you know, podcast to come on because I don't create any piece of production without music. Um, and I listen to everything from hard rock all the way to metal, all the way to ambient. Like I'm always looking for, you know, sounds that are just not heard of and that are super unique because, you know, in the production world and the promotion world, it's all about attention. And so I dove really deep into playing with music and sounds and colors and light and fast movement to create, you know, now a ecosystem of branding and video production that just pulls attention all the time. So I've devoted all of my time to that and have built some incredible things. Like I used to run a $12 million ad agency. I've, you know, done film work for some of the top entrepreneurs around the planet and even musicians. So it's a passion, it's a love, and I, I enjoy it. So your, your current business model right now is you basically handle uh, marketing and social media type branding type stuff for people, correct? Right. So my focus at the moment is on content creation, graphic design, web design, and it's all for that promotion point, right? So it's impossible to do a video or graphic without branding. So yes, I supply artists, companies, influencers, musicians with really awesome content and attention grabbing visuals that people want to respond to and just engage with. Okay. So what, okay. So just as a starter, what would you say would be like for somebody who wants to come out and they want to start promoting themselves, what would be the first action they should take? Should they get a logo? Should they just start going on Instagram or like get a website? Like what, what would you say? You know, it's, that's a wonderful question and I get it a lot. And today you don't even really need a website and you don't really need a logo. You just need to start 
creating content on as many platforms as you can and get out there as frequently as you can. You don't have to be perfect with it. You don't have to even be eloquent. You don't even really have to know what you're doing. You just need to be there and show up and start communicating out. Then as you move and people start to follow you and you're starting to get in, you know, feedback from people, that's where you say, okay, I'm going to get a website. Okay. Let me build my logo. Like all that should be happening in the meantime. But priority one is I need people to know that I even exist. I need totally. people to see my fa face. I need people to know that they can talk to me, that they can reach me. Okay. So what, what platform would you say that they should go on? Should, should they go on one or are you an advocate of doing all the platforms? I mean, I'm a big advocate of all of them. I love Instagram the most. I mean, I get so much engagement on that platform uh, between Instagram stories and just reaching out to people and connecting because it's super visual, right? Okay. So people can see you immediately and you can message them, you can call them and you can do your stories. But I'm a huge advocate of all of them. If you had to ask me what my favorite one was, it's Instagram. Sure. Um, but my top four, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Not Twitter, I noticed. I mean, I do use Twitter, um, but I don't particularly, I've actually gotten back into Twitter. I stopped for a little while yeah. and I'm actually glad I did because when I came back, I realized that this is actually becoming a really super, super awesome platform again that people actually engage in. Yeah. So I do recommend that, but it, like for speed, I would go with the other four. Okay. So now let's say that, um, how, how do you get followers without buying them or doing any type of weird tricks? Cause I mean, you got 113 followers, sorry, 113,000 followers. I mean, on Instagram, mm -hmm. I mean, you got a fair amount on Twitter, you got a fair amount on Facebook too, but I mean, like, how does one go doing that? They just create content. Like what do you, what do you yeah, suggest? I mean, I started with zero followers and I just really pushed hard on content and I would link up with other influencers and tag them in my stories and then they'd promote my story and then I'd promote their story. And you just got to get into a place where you are flowing power to other people. You're flowing communication, right? So if you want to link up with like I, we, before the call, I was telling you how I love Cell Dweller and I'm like, I love everything that he does. And I'm like, I want him to, you know, I want some of that music for my promotional stuff. And I was thinking how I would go about doing that would be, I would just start tagging him and all of my stuff and I would start yeah. sending messages and showcasing, Hey man, I took a sample of this and I did that. And then other people that follow these individuals start to take notice of you and then you interact with them and it just grows from there. So that's what I did. I just started communicating with people all the time. I, I didn't care who it was. Mm -hmm. I never said no to anybody. I just was reaching like, like I, you guys are just an audience I've never got in front of before. And that's why I was like, absolutely, let's do this because I want to communicate to as many people as I can. And so I just made two new friends and cool. there's going to be a whole new group of people that are like, oh, who's Robert? What's he about? And vice versa. 100%. Okay. So how, would, okay. So you're talking about connecting with influencers. So one thing I know a lot of people will say is that you should try to start with like smaller influencers first before moving big. Is that correct in your experience or no? No. Okay. No. Tell I mean, if, you've, if I look at it like this, if you've got a great product or you're an amazing artist and you're an ethical person and you're really doing something that's having a great impact on people, you should be talking to as many people as you can. Um, I, I'm not a big believer in limiting anything. Like when I hear someone say, well, 
you should start with smaller people. I'm like, I want to punch you in the face right now. Don't ever tell me that again. So it's, it's more about how do I, <laughs> it's more about, I just want I people it. to know I exist, right? So don't yeah. tell me that I should be small when I'm going for something big, like musicians, you guys are in a yeah. really competitive field. Like, I don't think you, aside from filmmaking, it's number, they're probably parallel in competition and just like craziness. So if you're yeah. going to go for it, go for it. Why would you even want to limit that? I love you, Robert. You're the most amazing guest we've had so far. Um, that was good. I love you guys. <laughs> so, um, okay. So like, let's say, so let's say a band is trying to get attention. Like uh, they're trying to get attention of, uh, let's say it's Ozzy Osbourne, for example. What would you tell them to do? Mm. Well, obviously, number one, you know, you want to start flowing power to this person, right? So you want to grab the best pieces that you admire about this individual and start promoting that individual. Then from there, you want to start looking on social media for who are the people that I need to know to get to this guy, right? So there's managers, there's all those, even the, even the studio, the labels, like who do I need to talk to to start having conversations with them? And that's really it. It's just reach to these individuals, send them samples, send them communications. And you don't have to be obnoxious about it. Like some totally. people kind of take it a little too far and it's like, dude, dude relax. You're, you're a little, you're scaring me. But yeah, totally. there's a way to do it in a way where it's like, Hey, I really admire everything that you're about. And I'm just an aspiring artist that's trying to create something that you've created and you're an inspiration to me. And anything like two seconds like I had a guy the other day he, he uh, messaged me about videos and I just stopped what I was doing and I just recorded a 30 second voice memo and gave him probably five thousand dollars worth of advice right there just because I, he asked me and I'm like sure I'll help you no problem wow. so you don't want to go into this thinking oh my god they're totally unreachable because they're really not everybody's reachable if you have the right attitude about it and say okay well i just want to talk to the right groups of people that are connected to ozzy then i'm going to go find out who they are do your research find out what they like and start communicating to them so robert just gave us like a ten thousand dollar course in marketing just in the yeah, last minute you for did anybody, you got it anybody, there it is <laughs> yeah for any for anybody who's paying attention um so okay so matt were you going to ask him something before i move on no, I just wanted to double down on uh, Robert's point because I think that a lot of people ask how I meet all these people, you know, because mm -hmm. and and it's like basically what you said is if you impact that scale, eventually someone will notice and you can sort of, you know, I think I always say it's a. I think I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, Robert. I always say that it's about get not not meeting a specific person, but getting in the same room as that person. Yeah. I mean, the best, I'll give you an example of that. I mean, me and my business partner, we went to a networking event here in Miami, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it's just something that I've, I knew that it existed, but I never went and we ended up going and there are some powerful people in that room and they've led to amazing business opportunities. So it's not even about like getting in front of a host or getting in front of the main guy. Like, you never know. Like when we just opened the call, you're like, Oh, I know the head label guy for cell dweller. And I'm like, awesome. Okay, cool. So that's an example. That's an opportunity for me. So as a, as a musician, you got to think a little bit like a business guy. And I didn't have that. I was the straight artist 
Um, I love videos. Look at this effect. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh my God, that music, that drop, look at that transition. And we can get really absorbed in our creations, which is a wonderful thing. And that's why people listen to us or follow us. But you have to know how to sell it and you have to position yourself um, as a business person outside of that, you know? So if you're, if you're an upcoming guy, get in the room with the people and start so, communicating with the people. Okay. So how would you suggest that someone learns how to sell? I mean, cause I mean, that's a key point because like, I mean, you can promote till the cows come home, but if you don't know how to sell, like, you know what I mean? You're just going to come off looking like an idiot. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you want to connect with people that are really skilled in sales. Or you want to connect with, like I said, even in this scenario, there might be people that are above you in the art, in the musician space that have gotten advancements in it. And you can just ask them, Hey, what did you do? Can I take five minutes? I'll buy you lunch. Just tell me what you did to get there. And how did that go for you? What, what did you say? How did you say it? Like, just start observing the people that understand sales, understand business and invest in yourself on, you know, learning the actual skill set because it doesn't matter what space you're in if you're an artist or you're a hairdresser or you're a car dealer or you're a business owner like you have to understand how to go out and ask someone for money and how to get that money in your pocket so that if you've got to spend 20 grand on a record label or 50 grand um you have the money to do it and it's, it's not enough to be really good as an artist or a musician or a guitar player. It's just not. I thought it was. I thought, it, okay, well, I'll be an amazing video editor. I'll be an amazing film guy. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll make my money. And I, I made no money. Where I made my money was when I learned how to sell what I know. Totally. And um, when you can do that, that's how you win. So you got to align yourself with the business people and befriend these guys and get trained and get the information so that you can apply it. And you got to get out of the starving artist mindset. That's, that's so that's like a, that's first of all, that's like false information. You yep. don't have to be a starving artist. Like that's put out there and it's like, Oh, artists starve. I know some artists that, I mean, Jay-Z is making a lot of money and he's an artist. You know what I mean? So a couple billion. Ozzy Osbourne's making a lot of money and that dude, yep eight bats like let's yep. just be real okay yep. so there's really no excuse for you to even have that thought in your mind your thought should be i'm going to be successful i'm the best musician out there i've got amazing music and i'm going to sell it because i want people to know it and i'm the best okay how what would be the first step you would you would say then uh get the mindset first and then start promoting or then or start promoting and then just try to get the mindset as you go promote first promote first, figure the rest out later. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, and, and, and it happened with me when I first started this whole social media game and, you know, production game and Twitters and all this stuff, I didn't really know what to say. Like, I think my first, it was back when Periscope was around mm -hmm. and my first Periscope that I did, I sounded like an idiot. Like I was like mumbling and I didn't make any sense. But what it did do was it gave me the ability to go back and listen and see myself. And I was like, wow, okay, that's what I'm doing. Great. And I started to make adjustments. And the more that you promote, you do short videos, like, you know, musicians should be out there on their social media. Like, hey, let me show you this cool guitar riff that I'm playing with and put the camera there, explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, what inspired you to do that, how you're actually creating it. And then next thing you know, 
27 videos later, you're a master at communication because 100%. you've figured out what you need to say and what makes sense. And you know what that is because you'll listen to yourself and you'll be like, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Let me fix that. Or you'll be like, that was perfect. That's me. That's my message. I'm going to hone in and build that out. And that's what I did. So what do you, okay. So how do you, how do you feel about people that don't want to post because they're worried that about the stupidity level of it? Like you were saying, like they, they, they're just kind of frozen and they're like, it has to be perfect before I post. What, what do you say to that? Well, I say you obviously don't love your music enough to promote yourself. Fair. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a little mean to say, but I mean, it's the truth. And you have to, like, I have to be aggressive with myself on that. Because even to this day, I have moments. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to post that. But then I post it anyway. And 99.999% of the time, it's like 100% well-received. And it's never as bad as you think it is. And even when somebody says something to you, you're just like, yeah, whatever, man, like whatever. And that's where the muscle comes in on social media, right? So you have yeah. to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to put it out and I'm willing for somebody to completely trash what I'm about to do. Like I've done videos in the past where I've put it out and people are like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God, that broke my heart because I put seven hours into it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? What can I take from that person? that I can tweak. Maybe I missed the mark there. What did I miss? And then if you can turn that into a positive experience for yourself and just be willing to have it, you know, have somebody say that you'll become, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to use the word formidable, but untouchable, I think is the better word. Like stop caring. You'll just be like, no, this is me. I love me. I accept me. Let me just do it. And if you're frozen and you were like, man, I really want to, but I'm scared, just try a little bit. Like do something very small. See how it goes. Then try a little bit more. Like take it in smaller steps. You don't have to come out, you know, F-15 bomb hanging out there. Like just take a step, give it a shot, see how it feels. Because I know that you already love what you're doing. Let's yeah. just, let's just take the next step a little bit. Let's do a little article and maybe we'll just do a small one sentence tweet or let me take a picture of my guitar, you know, totally. let's take a step. So how, how can you give some advice to people on how to differentiate between constructive criticism versus just pure nastiness? Because <laughs> that so, happens a lot on social. You'll get like, I mean, you just said someone criticizes you take what you can from it, but we all know there's some people that are just out to, you know. They yeah, want I mean, look, you're gonna get you're gonna get people that are gonna just gonna be super critical and they're just yeah. gonna hate on you. But totally. when I get somebody hating, which doesn't really happen too much, but every so often it does, you know, <clears> you <throat> just kind of look at it and you say, all right, what's is that person communicate? Is that me, or are they talking about themselves? Like. What is that? What is that message? What is the purpose of that message? Is that a justification because you're doing something that I'm not doing and I feel like crap because you're doing it and I need to Very stop important. you because you're doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And totally. nine times out of 10, that's, that's just the case. And there's going to be people out there that are just like, I want to bring you down. I want to stop you because totally. I'm, I'm unhappy in my life. And when you can take hold of the fact, and I take this back to what I said earlier, like if you love what you're doing, you're an ethical person and you love your music and you're passionate about it. I mean, realistically, if that's 100% true for you, there's no way 
that anyone could do anything to stop you from continuing to promote unless you want, unless you're allowing them to do it to you. 100%. I agree. So it's a decision. It's like, am I going to let that person continue to infiltrate my universe and affect me? Or am I going to be like, cool, man, that's a great viewpoint. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. Again, just got like a $10,000 course on my mindset, courtesy of uh, Mr. Sislo over here. Um, Moving right along. um, So I I, I had a question here um, to get tactical, Robert. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was was talking to your Instagram before we did this, and I noticed that, um, you know, I think a lot of people talk about the importance of posting every day. And I see you posting more like once every three to five days with a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. What's sort of your tactics in terms of posting on Instagram? So every single post for me is a, um, it's like a, it's like a sales guy, right? So I'm putting my posts to work. Okay. And, um, so I want my posts to kind of sit a little bit and marinate and get into the groove and get the attention, get the engagement, get the attraction and just do some work for me that I, you know, physically can't do. Right. So I take the viewpoint of they're not, I don't really hard sell anyone anymore on Instagram. It's more of, it's more about, Hey, this has been my experience. This is what I've gone through. This is how I solve that problem. Here's a viewpoint that I have. And it's just that. And if you like that, great. If you don't, great. But the tactical side of it is my stories are just the way for me to be in constant communication with people all the time. Even if I'm doing something really stupid, it's I'm there right? Like I'll do funny faces or I'll play Creedence Clearwater Revival driving down Miami's uh, main boulevard, whatever. But I just want people to know that I exist. And it's a branding opportunity for me because everybody gets to see all the different sides of me. Because I mean, you wouldn't probably think that I listen to Creedence Clearwater uh, Revival, but I do. Or you wouldn't think that I, you know, paddleboard every morning, but I do. And, and, and you're like, oh, wow, this guy does a lot of stuff. And here's a funny story for you. Um, while the posts are doing their thing on my stories, I've had people reach out to me and connect to me just talking about me paddleboarding on the ocean. And that's led Absolutely. to $20,000, $30,000 in business. So just out of curiosity, so you do stories every single day, but you only do a post every four days is that what we, what we it's were like saying? it's like every three maybe three to five it's like every third day i'll do a post but i don't but do any stories anything. are frequent oh my god stories are non-stop okay i'm not a big stories guy that's why i'm asking so you so your your philosophy is do a ton of stories but do uh an excellent uh actual post every four days approximately Totally. Yeah. Those posts are, are like, here's, here's a value add for you. Here's a viewpoint for you. Here's, here's just something that I'm going through as, as a startup business owner, entrepreneur, like, you know, there's so many different ways you can take that. And then I'll take those stories and I'll post them on Twitter. Yeah. I'll post them on LinkedIn because you can download them. I'll post them on Facebook. I mean, it's just, you know, you, Instagram is a very cool content creating machine. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, now a question, cause I noticed you sell actual Instagram stories that you'll make for people. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say someone got an Instagram story made for them by you. Like how could they repurpose it? Cause like, I mean, can you take really take a 15 second video and repurpose it across social media platforms or would it just be like a one and done 
I mean, I repurpose everything I use. So everything that I've created, I repurpose. So in that situation, yeah, you've got one, put yep. it on Facebook, put it on LinkedIn, put it on Twitter, put it, put it everywhere. Send it out as a follow-up text message, like use That's it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. or you're trying to get, like, you're trying to get in contact with Ozzy Osbourne's managers. Like, Hey man, I got a cool Instagram story for you. Check this out. And then you send it to him and he's like, Whoa. And you're like, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just how many different creative ways can you get attention? Like, uh, an example would be, uh, let me see the video. I, I did a post the other day about, I don't know. I was just talking about persistence. And then I took the photo from that post and I put it on Facebook. Then I put it on Twitter. Then I reposted the photo again with a completely different message. Like there's no, there's no shame in reusing your own content, right? People think, Oh, I have to have new content all the time. Yeah, you do. But I mean, I've got stuff from two years ago that I still use because it's good content. Um, you know, it's you as the creator of it, you think to yourself, man, I can, what can I do with this? How could I use that? That's my first thing. How many different ways can I use it? How long do you let something sit before you reuse it? Like, obviously there's like a first like blast of things, right? Yeah. Like you put, you create your story and then you put it on a bunch of different platforms. But is there a set time you give yourself before you go reuse that piece of content? No, I, it's totally random. I mean, if I'm in the mood for it, I probably like if I posted something yesterday, I probably wouldn't use it till next week. Okay. So you see, so uh, you can make sure there's some days. gap. Wow. I mean, just think about your attention span. Like, do you remember all the stories you looked at yesterday? I don't, sure. Fuck no. you know, and even if you do go back and you're like, Oh, he reposted this. Hey, you looked, I got your attention for a second, you know? So it's, that's, that's for me, it's exciting. I just want that commute. I want people looking. Okay, so what would you, okay, so give an example, like how, um, okay, so let's say a band starts up a, an Instagram account, they're getting low views, but now they're going to start implementing some of the strategies you said about tagging people and stuff like that. What should they do to get the maximum attention? Should it be video or should it be uh, pictures? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're jamming out, like I used to play guitar back in the day I had, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, like I would do poses and if I still did that today, I would totally be using that on my, I would just make the most ridiculous poses I could and post that everywhere. And then I would do short little boomerang videos of like, if I had a guitar, I didn't love anymore. I'd bash that thing on the amplifier and then just put that as a boomerang and be like smashing my targets for the week like in style, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's, you know, it, it, there's really no limitation. I, I mix it up. I do videos, I do photos because then with the photos, you can do your own, you know, you can type on it and do your own little uh, viewpoint on it or quote. Totally. Um, okay. So speaking of targets, like you were saying, so mm. do you set targets for your social media every week or do you just not just not, not really? I mean, okay. what I do is I just kind of monitor it. I'm like, okay, this posted 3,000, that posted 9,000. Okay, what was bad about that post that this post, you know, I just compare on the fly information um, okay. to are see what's- Are you strategizing what's, them or are you just kind of doing it all on the fly? Um, it's more about w w the way that I post is I look through my day. Like I could yeah. go through today and I can give you five examples of things that I could do posts on. I'll yeah. probably pick one of them and do a post and I'll just cool. turn that into a viewpoint. Um, cool. like I could do a post about saying yes to absolutely every single podcast you can get on. Right. Totally. And yeah, why that is so important because Use this is an example. 
here's an example. Like we're, we're talking to a whole different segmentation of an industry that's super competitive and, you know, afflicted with that starving artist thing, you know? So like, it's a total misconception on that and you can change it. 100%. Um, Okay. I want to talk about Facebook for a minute, unless Matt's got something else he wanted to say. Oh, I, I mean, I, so final Instagram point I wanted to ask was, to what extent um, are you using Instagram to engage with your community now and early on in your Instagram growth? Well, when I first started, I think I was just trying to understand what it was. Like, sure. you know, I, I saw all these other people and they had way more followers than me and they were getting engagement and I was so discouraged about that. I'm like, but I'm cool too. And, and uh, so what I did was I just kept with it, you know, like I didn't give up on it. I kept persisting on it and posting and sharing and talking and posting and sharing. And then the engagement went up now where I just reach out to anyone. Like I just reached out to this musician today. She's in Spain. I like her brand. I like what she's doing. And I'm like, Hey, I would love to make video content for you. And now we've got, we've got an appointment set up and we're going to probably make something happen with that. And this is somebody who I've never met face to face has interacted a little bit on some of my posts. And now we're turning that into a business deal where I can help create content for her uh, social media platforms. That's awesome. So the engagement levels extremely high. Like I pay attention to every platform. I pay attention to what people say, why they say it. And I, I use them all. So it's very high now compared to what it was because I, I get the value of it, right? I mean, even, even you guys, you reached out to me. I'm like, hey, what's up? Da, da, da. Like, I, I respond to as many people as possible. Okay, now one other question I just have in regards to that is, so how, how are you able to answer people so quickly? Like, I mean, I messaged you at like, I think it was 9.15 on Tuesday night or something like that, and you were like five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm fast, man. I, I know I, you're fast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I really, you know, from my past, I've, I've done a lot of personal development on myself, uh, really spent a lot of time making myself faster, stronger, you know, able to move through the world very freely and, you know, help as many people as possible. And then investing all of that money and time into it, um, it's made me faster. It's made me able to do things like that, where it's like, oh, he just messaged me. I just messaged him and he responded like, I mean, I'll just give an example. Today, I've built a website. I've done three video ads. I've made 15 social graphics from scratch. I'm writing a script for this. We're doing this podcast interview. I've done two sales calls today, sent out proposals, and it's 1.30, and we're on a podcast interview right now. You make me feel like I'm fucking slow. Holy crap. (laughs) Me and Matt are fast, and you're making us feel as slow. Holy crap. But how important would you, so I want you just, maybe you can get this across to people, the importance of speed in regards to income and getting sales and getting people to know about you, because me and Matt are always talking about, you know, you need to be speedy, as speedy as you can with your communications, because otherwise, you know, people will, you'll miss opportunities. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I I really understood that. So just when you wanted to buy something. Mm-hmm. Imagine that moment where you, let's, I don't know, let's take like a really thick guitar. And yeah. you were like, man, that's an awesome guitar. And you inquired about the guitar. And then the guy didn't ask you to buy, or you yeah. didn't make a decision to do it in the moment. And then you never bought the guitar. So yeah. what I realized was that in the moment, 
that you are interested in something. If I don't ask you for your business now, I will not have that opportunity again. I, I might, I might. I'll just have to work hard to get you back to where you were with me in that moment. So from my viewpoint, if I talk to anyone and they're interested, I just go in for it. Like we're just gonna go as fast as possible. And if they're like, hey, send me something, I'm off the phone and they'll have a proposal in five minutes. Like it's just, for me, I can't help this person if I'm not servicing them and we're not closed, right? So yeah. even, in, even in the creation of something, like right before we got on this podcast, I finished three video ads before we got done. Like I just, wow. I just did them. And it took, I did them in the last like 40 minutes that I actually could sit down and focus. But speed in the creative space is what's going to separate you out from everyone, even musicians. Like if a record label is like, I need something by Monday, you go home and you get that done in 24 hours. You don't do anything else. You eat yep. and you work, right? So yep. if you can get to that level of operation where it's just bang, 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 go, 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 go. Not only are you going to feel amazing like a freaking superhero, but yep. you will have the confidence to be like, this is why I, you guys should be paying me millions of dollars to play my music for you. So explain that for a little bit just because i know a lot of people don't understand that there's another thing me and matt have also talked about is how when you actually are producing something you actually get that confidence like explain that a little bit please. yeah i mean it, it's 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 well it's competency right so i mean you can you can spend all these years developing you know skills like i i learned video editing by just totally mistake you know, I, I would download movies or take ads and I would recut them because I didn't have a camera. So I just recrafted and practiced. And this was when I was 14. And, um, you know, as the years progressed, I was like, I'm actually really good at this. And then here we are, what is that, 16 years later, and it's like, I am the bomb. And I know I'm the bomb. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And I can walk into any situation um, talk to any person and really just identify what their brand and what their imagery is going to be in like 30 seconds to a minute, just because you do it so much. So when you're in the music space, it's the same thing. The more that you practice, the better you are. Like if you're just sitting on your balcony doing some, you know, riffs that you're just inventing when you're doing a live show, you're like, let me just throw this riff in that I did two days ago because I played on it for six hours. You're just making yourself that much more valuable in the market that you're in and you don't have any Q and a, like some people will be like, yeah, maybe, or question like, you're not like, Oh my God, I don't understand. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. But you just, you've practiced enough to always know with certainty. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Totally. 100%. Um, okay. Now moving back just over to uh, marketing and branding for a minute. So how would, so you said you wouldn't worry about, getting a band a logo as, as one of their first thing like for image wise what would be the first thing you would tell a band to focus on then if not their logo and, and note we're running out of time so just oh are we yeah okay. cool cool so i mean the first thing i would tell them is number one take out your cameras on the phones and start snapping selfies with you and the group the guitars the bands take little videos start doing this start putting that out there just put it out there and talk about what you're doing that's it your logo, your website, your colors, your black, your whites, your reds, your purples, your greens, all of that will come in time. It's just priority one is to just let people know I'm in a band, I play stuff, I'm awesome, here's what we're doing. 
That's step one. Everything else will come after that. Cause, cool. cause most businesses, I mean, it's the same in business, right? Or even, even with other companies, they're like, I got to get a logo. We got to get a website. It's like, yeah, we need to make money today. You know? So the only way I'm going to make money is if I'm out there and I'm promoting and I'm communicating and I'm talking and I'm sharing and then I can pay somebody to do a logo, you know, or you, if you don't have the money coming in yet, at least just start with the promotion so that you can start generating interest to rock and roll. Absolutely. Cool. Very cool. Any, any uh, final words of wisdom as we, as we head towards the end here? Look, I, I just want to let you guys know, this is an awesome podcast and I really love you guys um, being, you know, having me on here and as an artist to other artists, I just want everybody that listens to this to know that, you don't have to fall into that stigma of starving. It doesn't have to take long to grow something. You can do it as fast as you want. As long as you're willing to just communicate and have the beliefs that what you're creating is absolutely amazing work and don't be afraid to share it. Like it's you, you're a creator, you're an artist. You have something that somebody else doesn't have and think in ways that other people don't. So that should be celebrated and promoted as often and as frequently as possible. There you go. I agree. It's awesome. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?